Hey guys, we have special surprises. Two special guests tonight to talk about Mary and Jane, season one, episode nine, Neighbors. So this is the AfterBuzz TV after show on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> I love this. Moving on up, you guys. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Mary and Jane. We have the co-creators with us today. Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfon. And we are so excited to have both of you in studio. I huge, huge fan. So I want to introduce myself really quick before we jump in because I'm just going to start talking about them all day. I'm Jennifer Leone. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jennifer Leone TV. And these are my co-hosts. I'm Abigail Frere and you can find me on all social media at Abigail Frere. Hi guys, I'm Ava Hill and you can find me on Instagram at the Ava Hill. And you guys, tell, tell our audience where they can find you. Uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter at Real Deb Kaplan. On Instagram, I run the Mary Jane, Mary Jane MTV. <gasps> it was you that liked my photos. Did I like your photos? <laughs> <laughs> and I got so excited. I was like, oh, she yes. saw my Instagram. <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard for me because I have a personal Instagram and then I have It's Twitter. a bounce back and forth between but, you them. Know, it's, it's, uh, because we started the... Um, we started the Instagram account when we were in the writer's room and yeah. I've been holding on to it so tightly and not letting the corporate people right. take it over. And I feel like now I got to see it through to the end, but it's really hard to go through and like, but I, I read everybody who likes oh, all the Oh, well, posts. thank you. I literally got so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who was behind the account, but now I know. Fun <laughs> facts. <laughs> wow. It's become a full-time job. It is a full-time no, job. No, social media is Instagram. a full-time job. No, it really I is. I no idea, you guys. I'm like too old. It is a real thing. I'm because I have to do my last post at night for the West Coast people, Mm -hmm. and then I'm up at like 6 a.m. going, "Oh, I got to post something for the people on the East Coast because they're awake now. Yeah, they're going to work. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a huge LA-based show, so I'm sure that it's you're trying to get everyone to watch. I feel we were talking a lot about how it's. Uh, he, it talks about LA most of the time. So people on the other side, they, they I don't know. Like, do they respond to you and talk to you about like how it's not? Well, hold like, on. Before we continue, where yeah, can oh, where can where we, can find, we Harry? find you? Thank you, Harry. Just pretty much just to Twitter. It's just okay. at Harry Elfont. Okay. All right. So we'll it's your full name. There. Thank Bye. you. So, yes, I'm sorry. I, I just jump right in with, with all of this. <laughs> so, so with Mary and Jane, we were talking about how it's such an L.A.-based show. So can you tell us about, you know, how it's comparable to the East Coast and getting the East Coast people to understand what's, what's going on in the crazy world over here in L.A.? I mean, it's funny because you know we're both from there. We're both from Philadelphia. We both went to school in New York. I mean, we oh, have, where did you go to school? We both went to NYU. This is where we met in film school at NYU. Aww. Um, so we have East Coast roots. Wait, so you guys are like That's so cool. Aww. We've known each other forever. Yeah. Aww. And you guys <laughs> love that. Yeah. It's so cute. And you guys did Can't Hardly Wait Together. We did. Which was your. Uh, di- Wait, was it your first time directing? Yeah. Uh, okay, so, and then you worked with Seth Green on yes. that. Yeah. Is this your first time working with him again? No, he did, if you saw Josie and the Pussycats, he does a cameo at the beginning of that as a member of Dujour, the boy band that goes down in the plane. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, wow, so this, so it's three times now that you've worked with Seth yeah, Green. It, feel, it feels like it's been more, but that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So you guys have been at this for a very long time. Yeah, we all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, it doesn't seem that Age way. Age is just a number. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. right. So this whole episode is about neighbors. Yes. And Deb, I, I saw on Twitter that you're having a bit of an issue with your oh, neighbors geez. right now. I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> it was a weird night, you guys. That, you know... <laughs> Check out Deb's Twitter because seriously, it's hilarious. It's just so funny. I am. Um, I live in. You know, we a lot of it, people in LA. We live in canyons, so there's a lot of. You know, it's akin to in New York where you live. Maybe uh, where there's a wall between your buildings and sound bounces back and forth. A canyon. You know, 
every noise travels. Right. It really does. Um, and I've lived in this house for three years now, and the people behind me have these dogs, and they keep them outside at night. And every night I go to sleep, and I hear the dogs barking, and I think, like, oh, I got to... I gotta tell them like they should bring their dogs inside at night, and every day I forget about it because you know you're busy. And then every night I'm like, God, I didn't write the letter again. And after three years, finally, I decided, you know, I'm just gonna write that letter. I'm gonna drop it in their mailbox. Just write something, you know, nice, simple. I did it. I dropped it in the mailbox. I went to our Facebook Live and our live tweet, and I'm sitting there and I get an email back that was so aggressive oh no so hateful that it got cut off and had to be continued in another email (laughs) i just couldn't believe that how long does an email have to be to get cut off i don't know i was like i i guess i I woke a sleeping giant anyway the the the, the end result is we have sort of we have sort of worked it out i think there's just like like a, a a tentative piece because i think you know after today and stuff we all need to sort of come together so I, I the dogs were inside last night and um that's I, all you want it's all that's all i wanted well, i know uh, i was like how much is there to work out it keeps people up uh, <laughs> i can't I handle dogs was that some, don't there was stop. something yeah. i said in the letter that ticked her off and by the way my letter was maybe five or six lines so within those five or six lines i said the one thing <laughs> that i should have said. right and it it went horribly so there you go. I, I just couldn't believe how perfect, though, it was in the timing with this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and what's I know. Going on. I know. Right? This was retweeting about, like, bad neighbors and people. Yeah. Crazy neighbors. And speaking of tweets, so we were all talking about the the woman who was doing the vajoints and, yes. the, and the girl <laughs> who does drags. But those are writers on the just, show. Just the... Just Miss Cannabis. Just Miss Cannabis. And the reason, actually, you know, MTV, a lot of networks have this where if you're the first season, they don't let you put the writers on the show. Mm. Just oh. it's just a policy. They're oh, like, yeah. no, we just really you gotta hire actors. Cameos. Yeah. Like, all season we we're like, what's our cameo gonna be? What are we gonna be? Because you know we're not like of the age that we're considered very old for MTV. Like, there's what are we gonna play? Like the grandparents with the walkers. Oh my gosh! Like the hottest grandparents. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, I think. Did you want to play the pot doctor? I was gonna play the pot doctor. In, in, oh uh, my yeah, gosh. In Weedcon, who tells her that the guy died and that he can't do anything. He's a pot doctor. And granted, the guy we hired was fantastic, but they said no, you can't do. It. I said I'll audition. I don't care. They're like, no, that's the policy but for Miss Cannabis <laughs> we were going to have an extra just dress up in the beauty pageant costume and our line producer was really freaked out she said I don't feel comfortable asking just a background performer to do this do action that. to literally like squat over a thing of weed and come out with a joint so we said oh Andy Bolt will do it oh my our, God. she wrote she's that our episode. writer and, and you know I mean look, the stuff we came up with in the writers room like you know just you know you're in there all day and you're riffing about all the things that would be at marijuana con and like I don't even know how the joints came up <laughs> the joints. You know, we're talking about yes. like, you know, particular talents you could have and that was it might have come from Andy and we're like oh she'll do it well she and she also wrote that episode so it was just fun and for her to be able to do it she stand up and you know she's sort of fearless really comfortable with all yeah. that yeah that's so funny if, if you guys didn't see um, there's someone who <laughs> Miss Cannabis she rolls a, a vajoint with her <laughs> vagina <laughs> and it was very clever it was really clever but I, I also read that you guys take from your personal experiences and put them in the show and, and deal with you know big things like how Andy did with cancer and her family. Yeah. So have yeah. you guys brought anything into the show? We, I want to address that too because um, <clears throat> you know every morning we would sit when we would come in and we had a little sofa set up and everyone would sit and sort of talk about their day or their night before or whatever happened and I know that there were some people who, not, I mean, very few by the way, our fans have been really lovely and I actually think the, the stoner community <laughs> in particular it's a really nice group of people like we don't get, there's no hate like, I never see hate on that Instagram. I never see sexism. I never see racism. I actually see there's just a lot of love, like, amongst everybody who watches the show. One person on Twitter said, I don't want to watch the show anymore. I think this cancer episode is really insensitive. Um, Andy Bolt, who wrote the episode, her mother has very late-stage cancer, the same one that Steve Jobs had. And this episode was really important to her to write this episode. And another one, our co-executive producer is also a cancer survivor. And we never would have written that episode and been so cavalier about it had we not had two people in the room who were dealing with that issue. And everything that's in 
any of those episodes, there's something that's drawn from somebody's life. You know, we weren't really, except maybe like time travel. Speak <laughs> <laughs> for yourself. Right. Did they really time travel? Answer what do that, you Harry. Think? See, we we were a split panel. I, I like. See, that's the point. Yes. It, is it a, okay? Yes, it is a no unanswered question. Yes. Right. I, I still don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel so much better. Seriously, because we debate all the time. You know, is the, this yeah. real? Yeah. Is the it? whole point was to leave it ambiguous. All right. The same way with uh, the same way in the pilot with the skeleton and the turkey. Yes. Maybe that's what they really yes. look like. When right. you walk into their bedroom. Who knows? Right. Well, we'll exactly. Know. But it was Brandon right. Angelina, right? It was Brandon Angelina. I knew, we cannot I knew say it. legally <laughs> that it was, was there. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that's but so inspired. You try your own conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> you made, you made it, yeah. Allegedly and inspired. Hilarious. Save yourself with the allegedly. <laughs> How did you react to that then when you saw that? Tweet. Did you respond for- to it? Or? I forwarded it to Andy, okay. and I said, "Do you want to address this?" Because mm-hmm. I feel like um, I feel like she needed to be able to speak to that person directly and right. say, "Hey, you know." And I don't know if that person responded to her or not, but I, you know, look, it's the internet has given everybody a voice and a place to, you know, as we saw yesterday. And I, I just I felt it was important that whoever wrote that know that you know, look, you're welcome to feel however you want to feel, and you're welcome to speak up about it. But like, this did not come from a place of like we're making fun of people with cancer. We are trying to look at it through a lens of humor and also th- through a lens of humanity. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of that episode, Paige and Trent come to sort of a um, there's a there's a friendship that's built there, you know, not just of her showing him her tits, but like actually right. like she helped him make a little bit of a breakthrough there. So well, and I think yeah. we talked to the room as we were breaking that story about just the, you know, to have a character who's just angry about this, who's just who doesn't want to be kind of the nice, you know, like teach people a lesson through his through his illness. Being He's noble. just pissed off. Um, and and everybody felt like that was kind of important to do. Look, we're always going to do it through humor and we're going to make jokes about it. But I think that was an element that at least Andy felt like she hadn't really seen in this way. So felt like it worked. Yeah, no, yeah, it I definitely it. did. I thought, it was, I thought it was really true, too. I feel yeah. like there's a lot more angry people than is portrayed on TV. Yeah. 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 Well, there's always yeah. anger behind right. all of that sadness. It's and like, it was, what? And it was sort of, you know, and you can tell because we juxtapose it with that sort of noble hunky guy who's dying who's just like I'm going to make the most of my time and this book of poetry and you know they're going to Europe together and you know just get married well and satirizing the romance right you know Paige was looking for a very romantic of course you know always she's always always on the hunt so true except for in this episode and we're yeah. happy that yes. that they're back together because yeah. it seems like you know they were separated for a little bit, Mary and Jane, at Jordan and Paige. So in this one, they're together, working together, and talking about their new neighbors. This is a really this is an interesting episode because you know we we had this goal when we started the show. We're so naive as first time showrunners. We're we we're going to get all our scripts done before we started production, which was a really lofty goal, and and people were kind enough to not really laugh at us. Well, yeah, we so we said um, they're like, oh, okay, that's yeah, good luck with that. That's a good goal. And we had basically written this script called um, Bake Sale, which was about a skate park in Venice, and it was going to be about how these tech companies have have moved into Venice and gentrified, which is what's really happening right now, and gentrify the neighborhood, and they're taking everything over and ruining the charm of Venice. And there's an app company, and they're going to destroy this last sort of, like, gritty skate park in Venice and build, like, a giant climbing wall. And the girls decide they're going to hold this big sale and sell edibles to save the skate park. Uh-huh. And basically what we wrote was an episode that would have cost so much money, we, didn't, we couldn't have done it. Okay. And I, so we just throw it away. Uh, so we have a director coming. Who has, but we were shooting. Yes. Like, this was well into production. We realized, okay, we're not going to be able to shoot this episode. And it was probably two weeks before we realized, oh, we really need to. And this happens a lot on TV shows. It just hadn't happened on this show. Because we're on set all the time. So yeah. we were on set kind of freaking out. Okay, And now our writer's room is gone. Because they were let go... Two, I think two weeks into shooting. Yeah, two oh, weeks into no. shooting, we oh, have no more. Had everything. Oh, okay. So we have no more staff. Oh, my we have gosh. no more scripts. So anything that happened once we started shooting, we were just cleaning up. You know, there were a couple of people who were nice enough to hang around. Well, and actually, Maggie was on. Yeah, the, 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 who we co-wrote this episode with. Yes, that's she was true. actually still on as a producer. And our writers, okay. who were whoever's episode it was, would hang around. But we were sort of adrift, and we realized, okay, we have no, we have no script at all. 
and we realized we have to have it all take place kind of in the apartment. And all we knew was, okay, it's all going to take place in the apartment, and there's going to be people who move in to the apartment downstairs, and we're going to just flip the apartment and make it look like a different apartment. That was so funny, by the way. It was crazy. Like, you walk in, it's like, where the hell am I? (laughs) And then we came up with, I think, the notion of there's going to be, like, a beautiful bathroom, and they're going to wreck it. Um, Can I please just say... That I would have, mo- I want to move my bed in that bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom was amazing. Because that is a beautiful oh, bathroom. Yeah, our production design, I mean, it almost gave everybody a heart attack. Our, our producer, our line producer was, you know, I mean, it was a lot, that bathroom, yeah. to build that bathroom. And, you know, we built it on a stage, just separate from our apartment set. Because all we did was redress the apartment set, the girls' apartment. And then we, it's, a, it's their oh. same apartment. Oh, that we okay. just stripped down, stripped down and redone. redecorated. I had wanted to do a thing where we were going to actually shoot it and then f- reverse the image, so it looked like kind of the mirror layout of the apartment. Right. And oh, we'd have to, and then we'd have smart. to make sure, like, if there was any printing on shirt, we'd do it backwards. And you have so to we move flip your it. Part? And our director said, it's, "That's we, a we lot. don't need to do that." <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's so nobody's going to notice. Like, like, look, I, I have this vision. And he just did. I think he had just done the same thing on Modern Family, maybe. Yeah. Where they were, it was the same exact thing. Where they walked into a neighbor's apartment and they just reused the set. That you just redress it, and nobody know. And know. I think when we finished the first draft of the script, it was something like forty-four pages, and you know, a script should be at under the thirty. Most, yeah. <laughs> so the challenge was, you know, in a matter of days, was trying to get the script to a workable length and we, we just couldn't do it. Um, I mean, and I, there there were tears. I think that was sort of the one where I was like, we're not going to we're not gonna pull this off. And to his credit, Phil Trail, who directed this episode, has done so much episodic television. We were really lucky that it just by chance his slot fell right then. And he's sort of unflappable. You know, he's English and he's just like... It didn't even seem to bother him when he showed up to prep and we said, well, we have an outline for you of what's going to happen. And he couldn't, you know... And to Seth Green's credit, we just emailed Seth saying, hey, we've got an idea for an episode that the girls have these neighbors. Do you want to come be a neighbor? And he just said yes. He didn't read a script. He, I don't wow. even think he's on outline. Wow. He was like, yeah, sure. He I'm did there. so good. Yeah. They yeah, all so did. Funny. It was such a good. No, this whole episode was yeah. really, really great. So you couldn't even tell that there was even any yeah. struggle there. I know. And that's <laughs> like, you know, being being an actress myself, like I love to see uh, the um, the different layers as to as to what it takes to, to put something together because you know you never see that on screen like you never see the the back work as far as you know what it has to take and in the set and what do you have to do and it's just it's it's great to to now have that perspective looking at the episode I know I want to go back and rewatch yeah. it. <laughs> I want to rewatch it I really there's some do. stuff too that I mean this is silly but there's some stuff like I remember just literally tearing through a first draft thinking like all right this is just a placeholder. Like, we'll top this. We'll come up with something better. It's in the episode. What moments were those? Yeah, I Some of the peak stuff. Some of, like, the... I so like the bird to you oh, yeah, and, the, and, the, shadow of the, and the shadow of the mountain. I was like, oh, we'll do better than this. But, just, just, but, but Leonard came in, and he has such... His voice his and his presence, he has such authority... Yeah, that he's he sold it. He totally sold it. Oh yeah. Totally. Oh it, my gosh, it was so funny. He was like, "Wait, it's my time." What is it? The contemplation. T- contemplation. <laughs> where he has to look at the peak. <laughs> well, I I love when Jordan started talking about how she she was like, "Well, I studied in Australia, so it's opposite." Sure. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, she came up with that. I was like, "So smart." But so. How long did it take, though, to do the whole scene with Paige with all the water yes, in that's a the great bathroom? Question. Do we have a couple hours? It's not that long. I mean, because oh. the, the, the issue is, once we got her wet, you can't, you had to, that, we, we were told, were that's it. Once she's wet, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, I just spelled sorry. Well done. <laughs> anyway. Not on the phone. Right. Good. Yeah. I'm so, so sorry. With thing, you, know, you know with things like that, with an actress who's got long hair and the makeup and that one outfit, you know, we're not... It's an MTV show. You don't have all that money to spend. So it's like once you get that outfit wet and the hair gets wet, you know, it's an hour and change to redo her. So once she's wet, she's wet. So you shoot all the stuff with her walking around. 
And then also once you dry that bathroom, you've got to, once you get, get that bathroom wet, you've got to pump out all the water, mm. you know, and you right, recycle it, but you've got right. to get it out. There's a water truck outside. It was it's fun. It was, the set was surrounded by a wall about maybe two or three feet high. And the water just trickles in? Well, it's just so it it's becomes okay. kind of like a bathtub. Okay. The whole okay. set, set, so the water is contained within the set. Okay. okay. And then there's a whole drain system that they drain it out. That. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I had to bring boots from home. And, you know, there's a memo that went out, like, on I Monday, love bring like boots this. in and you I wear your it. rain boots. We got a couple extra but other than that like you know yeah i mean it's really making a show like this it's really about like who's game to show up and do it i mean and we had a really great group of people who once they figured out that you know it was fun and we were everyone was in it really because they loved doing it it was i i think i mean that was a fun day every yeah, this, it was a really fun day this for this could have killed a lot of people people could have been really angry like there was a day that day when they're all sitting um <laughs> on the sofa like yeah. everybody and they're looking at that video I think did we shoot 12 pages that day yeah it was a fa- it, was, it was more pages than we've ever shot on the show it was brutal uh. I mean people could have been really angry and not wanted to come back And but to their credit like everyone's a really good sport and I think yeah. they knew we tried to treat everybody kindly and make the set happy and that's what Scout I mean when she Scout was here was she she had the same review I mean she she loved working with everyone and she said how positive the, the crew was and just like the the bond, I guess that you guys created uh, shooting this. Yeah, and it to was their a fun credit, experience. Scout and Jess were great. You know, a lot of people take their cues when actors come on the set. They take their cues from the stars of the show, and Scout and Jess were that same. They were game for anything, never complained. You know, they were they were such pros. I mean, they you know when the the show wrapped, they had baked cookies for people and they brought Aww. champagne themselves Aww. to celebrate. Like they really were just down to earth. And really, yeah. really just great people and, awesome. and I think everybody took their cues from them so it was great how long did it take for you guys to film the whole season it's 10 episodes, ten episodes. right so it was it was four days an episode we would shoot uh, started, two episodes at a time um, oh wow we started the week of 420 right because we had like a we wanted to have like a 420 we, had, we made a Twinkie cake for 420 and then we and wrapped <laughs> The, <laughs> that we can say. We yeah. wrapped the week of June 13th. Oh, okay. oh I think wow. our last day of shooting wow. was right, June so it was 13th. Plus, I don't know what that is. Six weeks? No, that's more than that. And we took Eight Memorial weeks. Day off, which I remember like it was a big deal to t- take a day off. It was a blur. It seems really fast. Is it was that super fast? Okay, all yeah. right. I don't. I don't know how those things run. So if you know, generally, if they go that like Snatchlorette, which was when we directed, we shot in th- that was three days. Wow. And the rest of them were four days. See all the magic that happens behind like the camera? Like you never know. So it's just it's great to hear like the behind the scenes. Yeah. Well you guys you guys mostly do film though, right? And prior to this we'd only done we'd only done movies up until this is our first T V series. We'd written some pilots and uh, you we'd shot some pilots but it didn't get anything on the air and we'd run back to movies after each bad TV experience. (laughs) So now doing both like which uh, what -hmm. do you appreciate? about both the immediacy of this is a lot of fun you know we we wrote the pilot we, we shot the pilot to mary jane um a year ago a year ago oh okay and now we're coming up on a year and we've almost shown every single episode and it's nice it's nice to you know every week i i you know it's as exhausting as this. It's really fun to sit there on Twitter and watch the show and have people and commenting. And have people comment and, and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You get rewarded quicker, and it's a, a constant. Yeah. I feel like you each week, that's that's cool. It's like a gift. Yeah. Each you week you get yeah. to see that people are appreciating and rewarded. That's the good thing yeah. about social media. I will mm-hmm. say social media gets on my last nerve a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but one thing that it's really good at at doing is it, it creates a communication with your, with your fan base. So then you can know, like, you can probably have different ideas. Like, have you gotten different ideas from talking? Talking to fans about the show, or well, yeah, I mean, and you know what people like. I mean, unfortunately, we're you know everything was done by the time the episode started to air. There was no going. There back was no going back fixing. exactly, right? But it's right. nice to know, like, you know, what if, people appreciate. If there's a next what they... time, what people like about right. the show, right? It's also nice <clears> that you know, with movies, you can work for you know three to five years, whatever, and it could all be over, you know, after a couple hours on a Friday night mm-hmm. if it's not doing well and it's done. And you don't really know what people didn't like. You right. know, you see reviews, which, uh, you know, we don't really tend to read anyway. But to actually interact with people with who people, are watching right. it from week to week and get what people are responding to. So In that, real time, too. Yeah, so that when yeah. next time, if you go out and you do it again... You know. You know. 
which is yeah. really nice. And there's also a freedom to, you know, in a movie you're so obsessed with just that one story. You know, it's 90 minutes to two hours, and everything's about that. With this, it's kind of nice to have a little it's bit evolving. of a reset each right. week. Like yeah. this one, we didn't know what it was going to be. Right. You know, we're, like, right. we're just going right. to shoot this script, who knows? And it actually turned out well, but there's a little bit of a freedom. And all right. There's so, like more spontaneity, I guess. Spon- in yeah, spontaneity. Yeah. I came in. I, or I got you, girl. Today. Either I got one. It's been a rough day. I understand. <laughs> it's been a dumb day. I lose my work you, all the time. <laughs> but you get my point. Yeah. yeah. And you find out what works for the next time. Yeah. yeah. What, is, has it been renewed? No, not know? yet. Not we yet. won't okay. find out All for right. a, we won't find out I don't think until well after the season finale. Okay. There've been some changes at MTV. Oh. oh. Okay. In terms of upper management. Upper management. Like yeah. okay. okay. Viacom so, and everything. All okay. that. Okay, yes, okay. All of gotcha. that is okay. a whole thing. So we got a little tea just now. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> we got a little tea. Wait, um, can you tell us about next week's episode? Is the season finale? I'm gonna have predictions. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jen. Uh, I'm jumping ahead. I'm like so excited. So ahead. I know. We all just want to like soak in what you guys have to say. The episode but, is called 420. Yes. It's a. Uh, it's sort of a glimpse into what would happen if corporate weed started to take over, which is interesting considering what happened yesterday. Right. So fitting. Uh, I was going to ask what's what's next for Mary and Jane. <laughs> Wait, I felt like I predicted this though. In, you kind of did in a previous episode. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what the what the finale will bring. Um, so it's you know when the girls come up against corporate weed that's sort of trying to buy up all the small dealers. And, and the backdrop is 420, which we're treating like Christmas. So yeah, it's kind of like a Christmas episode where, like, Christmas has gotten so commercial, and now it's 420 has gotten so commercial with corporate oh, weed. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love yeah. that. So and, clever. And our <laughs> co-executive producer has a very special cameo in the episode. Yeah! Oh, we predicted it! We predicted this! For people who don't know, that would be Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. We knew it. We called right? this. Like I think we... Did we call this? The first episode, I did. Yeah, we called it. He has to show up at some point. Have to wait till the end. Yeah, you gotta write it out. I love that. That's awesome. And there's some other good guest stars too. Andy Daly from I mean everything. Andy Daly from Review and Eastbound Down and Silicon Valley. Kate Flannery from The Office. Wow. Okay. Who else? Karsh is back. Melissa Villasenor, who is a new, she's the newest SNL cast member. Oh, yeah. She's guesting on the yeah. Well, I. I would love to know what was the process as far as um, picking the right actors for Paige and, and Jordan. Like, what was that like? Was it hard? Was it? Uh, yeah. What was it like? <laughs> I mean, what the interesting thing was, we saw Scout pr- the first or second day, probably, uh, and suddenly she just she was just Jordan. She just kind yeah. of was. Yeah, she we is. read a bunch of people, and you have to test multiple people when you go to network, and there were different ways to go. But she was just something about the way she came in. She just became that part. I feel like they're very similar too, based on yeah. what she's like real life telling star- about yeah. her. Right. Right. Is it yeah. the same way with Jess? Is she pretty similar to Which her? Which we had no idea okay. of knowing. But uh, okay, so you didn't go yeah. into knowing that. And okay. then we and what we did was I mean the character was always written as sort of pansexual and very free and very Which Scout like, is to me in real life. And and didn't really care and, and yeah. what people thought of her and dressed But also is very dressed. um it's very uh and, strong believes and what strong she believes and, very strongly. And feminist and and um but she wasn't sort of the visual picture that okay. we had in our heads at all. I mean, when Scout came in, she was wearing like a one of those crazy, like a hat from, you guys know where Santee Alley is downtown where you buy like knockoff bags. Yeah. Like fro- it was from the movie Frozen and it was like airbrushed. And yes. I think she had like, I, and she, she came in dressed absolutely absurd. She was like a like a Looney Tune. Oh and, my gosh! And you know she's Scout because she just, she does not care. And we're, and, but she was, she's really, she's one of a kind. And she gave such an interesting read, and she walked out, and it was like, well, no one can do what she does. Yeah. And you so can't we cast forget her. about that. So we cast her right away. We had, a, we had a network testing session. We cast her. Now we had to find a page. We also had to find a page that matched up well with Scout. So Scout then was nice enough to come in and read with, I think, every actress in L.A. Wow. <laughs> between, like, 22 and 32. Not us. Wow. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys were there. I don't know if you remember. Cut us. That's where I've seen you. No, yeah. I would... You didn't see me, but... She sadly, but... <laughs> but that's so funny. Plus, I, so, in Jessica, we had seen... Somebody showed us a little, little viral video that she had done for the Onion News Network. She's like, oh, she's oh. really funny. 
She came in and read. We, she read for the casting director. And we came in for our session, and it, she was gone. She left to do some independent film, oh. and it was like she didn't exist. <gasps> we liked the read. We were like, we want to see her in person. And then we could never get her to come back in, and we tested more people. We brought more people into the network. And then finally, maybe it was a week before we were starting shooting. I, I don't think it was – I think it was really close. Oh, wow. She, wow. Was, she was back in town. So did you have somebody else picked for the role, and then you kind of replaced the, – you were like, oh, we actually – We had some people who we thought could maybe do it, but okay. – Okay. It just wasn't. Uh, didn't feel right. Didn't feel yeah, right. It didn't feel. Yeah. It didn't feel right. It's a. It's a chemistry thing at that point. You know, sure. when you have one half, mm-hmm. they have to really just click. Yeah. Like you two, how you click. Yeah. So I have a question Aww. though. My mother is a huge fan of Leap Year, and whenever oh, really? she talks about it, no, it's it's her movie, it's okay? So because she loves everything over there. I, you know, sure. I could get it. She will talk your ear off about it, but she loves romance. And you see that on Mary and Jane, that there's two counterparts. Mm-hmm. There's this romantic character and then the opposite. So which one of you is the romantic and which one? <laughs> it, is that how this this works? You know, you guys are counterparts or are you both those entities? Jeez, at this point, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you just I have mean, one brain. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know how brain. you split it up. It, it, right, I mean, it's been a long time doing this. <laughs> I feel like I still... I still want to believe in the romance. I still want to believe that that is possible. Um, but you know, you, after a certain, you know, look. <laughs> so we're talking to the scout over here, and <laughs> look, you know, I've been, I've been married, I've been divorced, I've had a number of relationships in my life, I have two children. Like, I'm a realist, yeah. you know, and I know that a lot of this is manufactured by us, and I, I hate to. I feel like we've done a bit of a disservice to women in thinking that there is there is this perfect thing that Amen. they have to go Amen out to and that. find Amen to and that. that they need to be rescued by somebody. And I think what I've learned as I've gotten older and I've sort of been through some heartache and that, that what you have to find first I'm literally is, taking notes right now. You yeah. have to find first is you have to find happiness yes. with yourself and then you attract somebody attract else that. who's happy with themselves. Because the, I, what, I, what I'm realizing is, like, I never want to be in a relationship anymore where I look across the table and say, like, you don't make me happy. Because it's not – no one else is responsible for making you mm-hmm. happy. And Amen. I think we're, we've been mm-hmm. – you know, look, and I get it. It's a fantasy. We're selling a fantasy. And I still want to sit down and watch those movies. I still will, like, you know, I took my daughter to see uh, what, that Bridget Jones baby. Mm. But, like – you know, I see all the moves now, and I see yeah. all the pieces, and like, there's still some great ones. You know, you go back and you watch those, and I still get happy when I see them. And there's still hope for me that like everyone, that a good one is going to come out. But um, tell Paige. Well, we also made an effort, though. <laughs> we did make an effort as we started ta- talking about the whole season because the pilot is very much about her love life, and oh, mm-hmm. she's heartbroken, and what she. You know, at a certain point, we thought, like, oh, well, that was going to be her journey over the of the course of ten episodes. It's going to be getting over her ex-boyfriend. And then we thought, that should not be her story. Right. Like, she has so many other stories More other than, than just that. being obsessed with this guy. Right. So we did away with him, and it was supposed to be the third episode. It ended up being the fourth episode and yeah. the, the, the time travel one. Um, and so, so we realized that it's just too limiting to just make that character the romantic. She is. She, of the two, she's the more romantic. Yeah. But we made sure that every episode wasn't about a guy. Yeah. In fact, I like that when we switched this episode, because her storyline in that original one was about a guy. It was about a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, I mean, there were certain things we really wanted to avoid, just in sort of when we talked about the, uh, the rules of the show. You know, we said, okay, they're never, just Paige and Jordan are never going to fight over a guy. Love that. No one's ever going to use the word bitch, whether it's even like, what's up, bitch? Or just, I just want to take the power away from that word. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's we failed, just, actually. It's used once. Twice. <laughs> what's the second time? I think it's in the pilot. I Is think, it really? I think Robbie says it to them. Oh, well, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we well, tried really hard. You know, we, there's never going to be any guns because I have a real, you know, obviously, who wouldn't? Um, but t- to me, and I kept, I, it was something I really felt strongly about. Like, why, like, why? 
it seems to be like a go-to. Like if you have a show about women, like one of them has to be mooning over guys right. all the time. And I just felt like we were leaning too heavily on that. And you'll see like in the later episodes, we really do back away That's from it. That's so funny you said Love that. Because I think it was like episode, it was early on, three or four. I was like, oh my God, can Paige just like... I just want to see her like stop with the guys, and then yeah. it, right. it happened, and I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, this is great!" Like it was. Yeah. That's an awesome. I feel like because you do have a huge younger female crowd too, it's really important that they kind of, whether they realize that this is being done to them or not, that they see that it is not always just about a man. Yeah, because yeah. you're yeah. in like those that, younger yeah. years of your life. Like, let's be 100 here. Totally it, it's the just the world revolves around boys. It's, it's like, yeah, like look, everything. I get it. Like, there's a really one. It's feels good to fall in love it feels good to have a crush on somebody have butterflies in your stomach want to kiss somebody or Mm -hmm. like want someone to call or text you but like also like you don't need that to have a good time you don't like this is a really strongly feminist show it's Mm -hmm. two women which i felt that i felt that we were gonna say that how how amazing that is like can you write everything on television (laughs) like this is such a great show there's nothing like it and I was wondering, you know, where you came up with this idea for the show. Because you are the co-creators. Did Snoop approach you? No. I mean, this was something we... We'd actually... It was kind of a reaction to some of the experiences we had doing some network development. Uh, we thought, let's do something kind of fun just for us. You know, oh. we, we, and we started looking around town and you seeing all the, the green pluses... We noticed all these dispensaries popping up. We're like, this is an interesting world. And then when we started looking into it a little bit, we kind of stumbled on this idea of delivery and, you know, an all-female delivery service. And it just came out of that. Once we kind of had the, oh, my gosh, all-female delivery service, we were like, that's a series. They could go anywhere. We can do whatever we want. And we really, we wrote it. Normally, we go pitch these things. And when we started pitching it, people said, oh, all right, so it's like a young version of Weeds. And we knew... It shouldn't be like that at all. Oh, right. I didn't even, I never even thought that. Yeah. So that's amazing right. that you, so we just we wrote it. That. We just, we just quickly just wrote it and we really, we didn't write it like a pilot. We didn't do a lot of setup or exposition and we didn't, we didn't try to make them extra likable. We just wrote what made, whatever made us laugh, it stayed in. And that was the pilot. And MTV ended up reading it and said, we love it. And they shot pretty much that first version that we wrote. Wow, so it happened that fast. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. quick. It, it took a while to make the deal. It actually took about a half a year between when MTV okay. read it to when we actually shot the pilot, if not longer. Maybe well, almost a full year. But it, still, once we shot the pilot, it was super fast. And then Snoop got involved. Once we were in business with MTV and they picked up the show, they'd been talking to him about doing something else. Oh. And then they realized, wait, this is a Can great marriage of yeah. brands. And we were thrilled to have him. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Absolutely, yeah. well, who wouldn't yeah. be? I mean, like yeah. right. theme song, right? right. Yeah. Uh, that's a great theme song, by the way. Like, we need it on our iPods. We can't get it on YouTube. There but. is a version that exists that's like a minute. What he did a version that's yeah. about a minute and a half long that could be kind of could be released as a single, but I think the publishing rights. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, they can't afford to release it. Ah, well, that's it's crazy. an awesome song. Uh, is there anything about this episode that you guys wanted to touch on, just specifically for neighbors? Because I want I wanted to break down the whole episode, but you guys are so interesting. I, I know I like I've enjoyed just uh, yeah, we just this. chat with you, and um, I mean it's a really really great episode. You guys talk about so many different things, and in the end. They they do stand up for themselves, you know. Paige, it's like welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, she's she sticks up for herself, and, and well, I was happy that, about that. You know, it was important to a lot of the people, the writers in our room. And then we, the one thing we sort of did manage to hold on to was this idea of trying to keep the neighborhoods in L.A. authentic. What's really interesting in Los Angeles is you can drive, you know, there's sort of neighborhoods within neighborhoods. You're like, oh, this is little Armenia. Yeah. This is little Ethiopia, which is like Which inside. is very New York to me, too. And we had this sort of joke of like, like within a restaurant, there'd be like another restaurant, <laughs> right. another restaurant, <laughs> and like, oh, this is little Argentina, but it's really just like a table, table. inside another yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and the thought of like, you know, now people are coming here from Brooklyn. You keep meeting all these people who are coming here because it's cheaper and like it, things. There's space and everything's which starting it is, to which look. It is, and everything's <laughs> starting to look like everything else, and it's kind of a bummer because there's something really wonderful about 
L.A. being so different and spread out, and you're able to, you know, I think people shit on L.A. all the time. You know, it's I'm glad that you're mentioning this because I was actually going to ask you, especially because you lived in New York, and I I lived in New York for like four years. I I wanted to know, like, why I I want to know what do you like about uh, the business here versus New York? Like, would you ever go back to New York and do a project? Would you stay in L.A.? Like, what has it been for you guys out here? I mean, New York's a wonderful city. I mean, you're dying to go back. Well, we were. I mean, we were. We just. We were just there. We just did some press there, and we were there for a week. And it's great. New York is fantastic. But in terms of look, I've I've been living here for over 20 years. I've got kids. You know, there's like oh, we're right. rooted. You're here. rooted, right? Um, and it's so livable. It's just great. It's very comfortable. Yeah. Um, but there's New York's great. I would be fun to go back and work. On something in New York. And it was funny, yeah. like I, when we were in New York, I ran down one night. We were jamming activities, and I ran down to the Whitney to see this show about cinema, and it was such an interesting crowd. It was so many white dudes. Like I feel like New York has gotten so. It's beyond. I don't even know what what is above one percent, but you have to be so wealthy to live there now. And I feel like you go to an art show. There's a lot of. There's more diversity here and culture and just yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's a re- there's there's more opportunity for everybody to experience everything here, at least on uh, this side of town. Yeah, I mean, I don't go west very often, but I feel like there's more opportunity for people to experience things. That makes sense. Um, Are you talking about the valley? The like, valley yeah. and the and downtown okay. and you know, I just mm-hmm. feel like. Um, you know, when we were talking this episode, and these people are coming here, and they're opening a nap bar, and how funny is you that? You know, and like the with the ponchos and the name dropping, and you know, we were kind of poking fun at that a little bit. You know, and I think which I, in every episode, I feel like there is you know some satire there. That's why I was bringing it up. You know, before. And, I, and sometimes I feel a little guilty because I feel like look, I feel like if you're whatever you're doing, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, it's fine. You know, people. We get on a lot of panels, and people ask us, like, well, what do you think about marijuana? Should it be legalized? And, well, you know, we're not here to be... Well, right? Well, it is. Well, it, it is. is. It is. No. Can't unring that bell. We're not here... Exactly. <laughs> Put the toothpaste Amongst back. Amongst many bells. <laughs> we're not, we're oh, not here to be political. Bells. And I really do feel like, you know, I have a lot of opinions about it, but if do what you want to do. If you're not hurting anybody else, and leave everyone alone. And I, you know, we tend to sort of, but I felt like, you know, we were picking on people a little bit who want to like those things, who want that $12 piece of toast or want that $600 poncho. <laughs> they feel like they need it. Or, or yeah, drink yeah, their right. soups with the plates. <laughs> we were sitting there that day and I was like, you know, I feel like, I feel like we've picked on Gwyneth a couple times. I feel kind of bad about that. And then an email came from Goop, and it was like, essential sweaters. And they all started at $1,200. I was like, nah. <laughs> Put it in. Wait, is that the Gwyneth in this episode? Yeah, when they say, the- like, do you know Gwyneth? Okay. Like, you must know Gwyneth. I yeah. was going to ask, is There's it Gwyneth no, Paltrow? Yeah, I, mean, right. I mean, is there another Gwyneth? Who, who would the other right. Gwyneth be? Right. I'm, hey, hey, you got to ask. <laughs> Hey, just like Angelina. Right. But it's just like, like, who are we that an essential sweater is $1,200? Seriously. And why is it called a sweater? It should be not. That's not essential. essential. No, that's not not in any way. $10 H&M. Unless that was like the uniform that everyone has to wear every day. In life. All year. Like you have to wear that sweater every day. (laughs) It's clean all year round. Like if it's like Wally and we all have to wear it every single day and everyone's wearing the sweater, then maybe? I don't know. Uh, no, I love it. No, I love how trendy the show is too. Yeah, we it talk is about very it all trendy, the time. and it, it just is. I but love you know it. what? It's funny because Jason Alper, who is our costume designer, who's I mean the most resourceful and overworked human being on the planet, and he did all of um, Sasha Baron Cohen's movies. So he's oh, invented oh, the mankini okay. and like <laughs> the suit and Borat and all that. Every single piece of clothing in this was bought like off a. Of bargain sale rack at Macy's or from Forever 21 or like everything oh. was bought at that Burbank mall. I don't know which way I'm pointing. Yeah, oh, no, but, I know what you mean. The but you know, we wanted whatever, it to yeah. be like something that <laughs> girls could copy at home that didn't feel inaccessible. You know, like Olivia Pope does have fantastic coats, but like you can't buy that coat. No. But yeah. everything, you know, that shirt that... Um, the California shirt? The California shirt that... Uh, Jess is wearing in all the promos. You know, that's from Forever 21. My daughter has it. Three of her friends have it. You know, we just wanted it to feel like it was something that you could get, but the way they put it together maybe is... Yeah, I I felt like for young viewers, it was very relatable from the fashion to the the culture. Well, Paige was in a a jean skirt and like a cherry top. It was... I I was watching it and I saw... And even Scout had like an orange top with like 
little eyeballs. And yeah. I felt that, you know, they were trying to impress these people, but they were still being themselves. Right. Well, that was, you got that right. Because that was, the, the point was, and what Jason said, was this is what they would wear if they thought they were being fancy at a party right. and that's yes. what you wear in your 20s you know and she clearly wants him to put her in a nudie photo so she's like in that top that's a little see-through mm-hmm. and I like love it trying the a little bra. too hard <laughs> right no I, I was noticing so he did a good job uh, is there anything that you guys wanted to ask specifically about this episode or anything that you guys wanted to touch on I, I think I've yeah. covered everything. Yeah. I, I do have a question, though. The Prinz app. <laughs> so, yeah. is that... Um, because we're debating another debate. <laughs> I wanted to so close, many debate. close a lot of chapters yeah, here. Yeah, sure. Is that a, a real person in a room being taped, or is it just a, a programmed app that you give them an answer and they come back with an answer? If it if it was a real app, I mean, obviously we had to shoot a real actor in a, in a thing, right? But, obviously, but the idea is it is a yeah. He's a he's a computer generated guy <laughs> who is responding to phrases. You know, I think they're key phrases that they're pre programmed responses. Brilliant. But yes. the trick is they're so generic, right? You know, when he That's says that thing that I you do with your nose, nose that only you dying. can do, I was cringing. I knew anybody. it. I knew it. Yeah. See, I. I I didn't get that, but now that um, now that you say that, that's is that a real is that an actual app? No, no. You guys need to. You guys need to. You guys need to. Lock that down. Software engineer. Lock that down. As soon as she's done with the Instagram, we'll get on. Lock that down. You're jumping on that. Page. We're like everyone else. I I just thought that's hilarious. Anyone who I have everyone watching the show, and they're like, "Wow, this is just so funny because it's so now. It's in the." It's in what's very happening. LA too, like just yeah. the culture of it. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. What right. apps are you guys on? I'm out of apps. Apps. Oh, um, no dating. We're, no dating we're apps, and that's why right. that's why I was oblivious to the. I was like, wait, <laughs> like, is there is an actual? Real? Is this real? Do we swipe it, left it, on right on him? Yeah, <laughs> it might be. I mean, you know, it might be at this point. I don't know. Dating apps kind of be. depressed me a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just not owning up to the fact that this is where we are in our in our dating <laughs> world. That this is pretty much how you you meet people and date them. So I think I've kind of been in denial. About dating apps, well, but well, like we this said, though, one. too, with her even on the app, like yeah. she's on an app talking to a person, but like you have a couple next door, like you know, at the table next to them that are right. together, but they're still on their phone. Right. Like, yeah, it's, like like yeah. Better, it, it's very know? now, you know what I mean? So that's why after the episode, I was like, wait a second, like, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> wait, that is that real? Right, right, right. So, well, yeah, and, and also, you bring a lot of Sex in the City stuff. Oh, in. the Carrie Bradshaw costume, how funny is that? And all- brilliant. Well, I think who was she supposed to be? Initially, she, Scout was always going to be crisscross, and there was a different costume. <laughs> I, don't know that. Out First, I always remember Jess being. There was a different costume picked out for her, and Ooh. then I think at the eleventh hour, we were like, "Oh, Carrie Bradshaw on the tutu," and her hair was perfect. I remember Jason. I remember Jason getting just the. It was the only time I saw Jason get the tiniest bit irritated because he had something. Oh, she was going to be Alyssa Silverstone in Clueless. <gasps> oh. oh right, right. He had okay. picked out that plaid. Right. Yeah, the very yeah. ready. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I remember him being like, "Do you understand?" I think it was how more that, like he had to this? go yeah. find the thing. And but it was it was such a dream for Jess to wear that outfit Aww. and the nameplate necklace. That you know she winds yeah. up wearing the nameplate necklace the rest of the show, but with her name on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that says Paige. Yeah, fun fact. It, yeah, <laughs> so it says Carrie during the um, the party, and then she's wearing the Paige one the rest of the show. And it just, it's so great. It's so iconic, her walking down the street at night with the Pajada and the tutu and the... Yeah. And she was holding the... Uh, and the Cosmo. She had the Cosmo. Yeah, right, yeah. Which, right. Are, which we had repainted a number of times. It wasn't quite the right shade of yeah. pink. Oh, <laughs> so it was paint. Yeah, well, she, yeah. Part of the costume. Uh, and, and Janae's costume of Jerry Hollowell. How, so our co-host, who is not here, she's 19, and she does not know who the Spice Girls are. Right. And she's I, like, I've heard of them. I was like, are you And it made me feel very young, about young about because it. I yeah. never age. So it just made me feel very young. It was, it made That's me That's a disturbed. good way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the I'm, way to look at I it. I love Jerry Hollowell, and I, I saw that. Are we tribute. that old, though? Oh, like, we're not that old. That's fine. I don't care. I'll be that old. Well, I love No, I yeah. Love. Well, there was a joke that got cut out when Janae, when she sang the song. Janae's great. And she kicks. Oh, that's right. She's not in that, is she? And she kicks. Oh, after, yeah. the, after the mic drop, uh-huh. we have to great. cut it for time that she comes and kicks Paige out of the party for sort of stealing her spotlight. And she's like, and that song wasn't the 90s. It was like released in 
2000, <laughs> and I know because that was the year of my prom, and everybody looks at her because remember she's claiming to have been born in the night. She goes, "I mean, my kindergarten prom." <laughs> you guys had proms in kindergarten, and she's like, "You're the weird ones," and she stomps out of her party, and she ruins her whole party. And there was another bit in that where there was another Ginger Spice. You know, this, there's a no. scene where Janae's <laughs> singing karaoke. And yes. she's like looking at soft serve and singing karaoke. That scene started with another girl that's Ginger Spice singing karaoke. And Janae's like, I'm Ginger Spice. <laughs> Get the fuck out, Spice. Oh, <laughs> yes. She kicks her out of her party. You guys and we had to cut it for time. Yeah. Oh, I want there to be the a DVD bloopers, series. Or not bloopers, but like a yeah. deleted scene. Right. Right. Well, because yeah, initially yeah. The, the concept was is that every time we saw Janae during the party, she was going to be a different Spice Girl. And we couldn't afford all the Spice Girl costumes. No. So, uh, the oh, whole that would show, have been hilarious. The whole thing was just compromises. Like, right. We have a huge idea, and then it's a small idea. Right. Now let's make it one-fourth of that. And then right. yeah. <laughs> a smaller idea, which was like, okay, so there's another Ginger Spice, and she's going to walk through and say, like, you're Get the Fuck Out Spice. I love the creative and process. Then we, and then we had to cut it out. So, <laughs> no, But I have so a picture funny. of them. If you scroll all the way down on the Instagram, I think there's a picture of the two of them on set sitting next to each other. And she, the ginger, the get the fuck out spice has like no sparkles in her costume. It's <laughs> so, like cheap ginger spice. Yeah, it's a cheap costume. Yeah. <laughs> Knock off. Well, there's a few uh, Sex in the City though references, and I wanted to ask you. Well, I guess not you, but what character? Oh, <laughs> you can yeah. add what character? Sex in the City character because we all stick with one. And I know you got someone in the back of your mind. It wasn't really my show, you guys. The really? other, the other writers, okay. you know, we had a you know a writers' room made up of almost all women, and okay. that was definitely a. I, I mean, I know them, but I don't think I identified. Okay. As any of those women, <laughs> she's Carrie Bradshaw. She's totally Carrie. I mean, okay, she's the writer. She I mean, I love the shoes, and I thought like the, some the fashion was really fantastic. It and was. I'm not, and by the way, I watched the show, but I don't think I really identified as one of those people. Those gotcha. People. All right. Well, that's that's all my questions I had right. to ask. <laughs> and let everyone know where they can find you too. On, on social media. Oh, okay. your, home yes, your home my address. Yes, your home address. Oh my gosh, not your address. They can hear the barking dogs. <laughs> uh, so Twitter, Real Deb Kaplan, Instagram, uh, MTV Mary Jane. Uh, at Harry Elfont on Twitter. Great. It yeah. might be Mary Jane MTV. You'll find it. It's Mary we'll Jane. It. It's we'll Mary Jane it. I believe it is. Yeah. I found we, it. We I found it. it. We'll tweet it out. I'm Jennifer Leone. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jennifer Leone TV. Thanks for watching, guys, and thank you guys for joining us tonight. I'm thank Abigail you. Frere, and you can follow me at Abigail Frere. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Ava Hill, and you can find me on Instagram at the Ava Hill. All right, bye-bye, guys. Bye. Have a great one. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.